Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guests are Jenny Lockshin and Ellie Hanauer Friedman. They're both running in the fourth district of the Champagne County Board. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us today. Yes, thank you. We're really happy to be here. Jenny, let's start with you. Can you give me a brief description of what led you to want to be on the county board in the first place? Well, it's funny because I wouldn't say that anything really led me to want to be on the county board. I never really intended to be in politics. I've always been more of a behind the scenes, supporting candidates and doing the background work that's necessary kind of person. So when a seat opened up in my current district, District 6, on the county board, and I had a couple people reach out to me and suggest that I apply for it, I gave it some thought. And there were people in Congress at the time that made me think that, well, if those people can be at that level of government, then what what disqualifies me from being on the county board? I had to get over a little bit of imposter syndrome, but definitely feel like I found a good place and I'm doing work that I'm very well qualified to do. Jenny, this question is for you as well. What would you like to highlight that has happened during your time on the county board so far? The most exciting thing really is that we're in this position where we have $41 million from the American Rescue Plan Act that we've never had an opportunity like this before, and we probably never will again, that we can use this money to get work done in our county that has been sitting for years. So things like Right now, I'm serving on the Community Violence Prevention Task Force, and that was set up because Democrats on the board pledged to spend 10% of that ARPA funding on community violence reduction. We were just able to allocate nearly $2 million from our 2022 ARPA fund allocation toward groups that are doing the work to reduce violence in Champaign County, and we'll have more for next year out of that budget to do more of that work. I hope to send you back to finish that work. Ellie, this is your first time running for this position. Can you tell us a little bit about you professionally, personally, and why did you decide to run for this particular seat? This is actually my first time running for office of any kind. In terms of my professional background, I work at the U of I and have worked in the field of international education for just over 20 years now, working in higher ed, but also at NGOs. And similar to Jenny, I didn't really think politics were in my future, but I got involved with Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America as a volunteer back in 2015. A big part of our work with that organization is pushing for legislation at the local level, at the state level, at the federal level. I really enjoyed that work (laughs) and ended up becoming volunteer lead for elections work and legislative work for the Illinois chapter and did a lot of work around the 2018 and 2020 elections. So it was really through that experience that I really learned a lot about the importance of particularly local and state elections and the work that goes on at the local level. It's pretty tough right now at the federal level to feel like you're making a difference. And I think that a lot of important change, both social change, political change, really starts in this country at the local level. So I'm hoping that I can make a difference by joining the county board. I'm really glad you brought up Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America because that's how I met Jenny. She's been active in this for a long time as well. Jenny, do you think there's been any positive movement towards common sense gun laws? I'm so glad you asked because I do think there has been some positive movement. I'm feeling very hopeful right now. We just saw the first significant gun legislation in 
28 years signed by President Biden. It's the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and it takes steps to restrict gun access for the youngest buyers, uh, domestic violence offenders, and others who could pose a risk to their communities. And it also funds school safety and mental health programs, which are so important. These root causes of gun violence are needing to be addressed at every level of government. So locally, the city of Champaign has also pledged ARPA funds to their community gun violence reduction blueprint, which takes a look at finding local solutions through both law enforcement and addressing those root causes of violence. I'm hopeful that other communities will also take that lead and pledge some of their funding towards those activities. We do still have a long way to go. I'm not going to say that we've found a solution, but I'm very hopeful seeing all these groups starting to do the work. Ellie, would you like to add anything to that? Because you've also been active in this group for a long time. Yeah, I think it's really easy to look at all the horrors that we see on the news, both locally and around the country, and think that no progress has been made. But as Jenny pointed out, actually, there's been a really significant political shift in this nation since Moms Demand Action was founded after the Sandy Hook school shooting. It's really been in a movement that has been created. Moms Demand Action now has over 10 million members outpacing the NRA membership by millions. You know, what used to be the political third rail at any level of government, Democrat, Republican, it didn't matter. You didn't talk about guns. You didn't talk about gun control. That has shifted. And while lack of federal legislation among other things means that gun violence is still out of control in this country. I think the political will is the public is definitely ready for change and it will take time, but I am optimistic. We'll see better laws and safer communities in the future. Ellie, I can't emphasize this part enough is that when you get your ballot, you have to vote for two out of four people. You and Jenny would both represent District 4. Can you tell me a little bit about this district? Yeah, absolutely. One thing to keep in mind with the election this year, all of the county board seats are open. So every seat, and that's two seats in every district, is up. So it is really important that people vote for two candidates for county board. In terms of the new District 4, because it has shifted, it's pretty large. It stretches as far north as John Street and Champaign, and then covers a pretty wide part of southwestern Champaign. The Cherry Hills area, for example, is in there. And then about really half of Savoy, the western half of Savoy. And then it stretches all the way down past the airport to Country Road 800 in the south. It's very broad, but compared to the old District 4, for those who are currently in District 4, it's a lot less rural than it was before. It includes more residential neighborhoods in Champaign. And the people in these areas We want public safety. We want clean air. We want safe communities for us and our children. And I think that will be pretty clear when it comes to November 8th and people are voting. Jenny, you and I talked about this last time. The county executive, Democrat Steve Summers, is running to replace Darlene Kleppel. Why is it more important than ever for Democrats to retain this position and power in the county? Yeah, I had to learn a lot about this form of government because we're one of only two counties in Illinois that has the county executive form of government without home rule. 
In our county, the executive will oversee the administration of the county business, and they work so closely with the county board to provide input for the agendas, what we're talking about. They preside over the board meetings, and they make appointments to government bodies. They have a lot of input into the county budget. In order to further the programs that are the most important to Democrats and the people with progressive values, we need a Dem in that seat. And Steve Summers has been the vice chair of the board for the entire time I've been on the board, longer than that, I would imagine. But Steve, as the vice chair, has been instrumental in collaborating with both Democrats and Republicans. I have seen him bring us together on votes where it seemed like we were never going to meet in the middle. He does this work quietly behind the scenes. He is more than qualified to be somebody doing this work at the forefront of the county. And I know that he'll be the best candidate for executive. Ellie, of course, you will work in tandem with the county executive. What are some of the issues that you really want to focus on with that executive when you get on the board? Public safety is a huge issue for Champaign County right now. Gun violence is really traumatizing the entire community. If elected, that will absolutely be one of my priorities. As Jenny mentioned, we have a significant amount of ARPA funding, and I would continue the work that the board has already started to ensure that that funding is directed to some of the community-based organizations that are already working in our communities on violence interruption, violence prevention. They're already doing this really critical work, but they're really underfunded. And so we have an opportunity here to rectify that situation and help those organizations succeed for the benefit of the entire community. I also, you know, as I've started to speak with current members of the county board and attend some meetings, you know, I've been learning more about how there's really a high need right now to approve funding to maintain and upgrade county infrastructure and technology. I know that doesn't sound all that exciting, but it's critical, right? And if we want to be able to ensure that county services, you know, the things we all depend on, whether we're talking about the sheriff's office or access to secure elections, these are all parts of the county administration. And we really need to make sure that the employees that are working there are equipped with the technology, the tools that they need, and a good working environment uh, and living wages as well to ensure that they have what they need to do their jobs well and serve the entire county. You say it may not be exciting, but those of you on the county board who work behind the scenes are doing things that the rest of us may not understand or may not even realize are happening behind the scenes that directly make our lives better. So Jenny, let me ask you, what do you want to continue to do when you're reelected? Well, in addition to the Community Violence Prevention Task Force, which I love that kind of work and would love to continue doing as we allocate more funding, I do sit on one of those committees that Sounds like it's less exciting, but once you get into what we do, you find that facilities does the work to make sure that we are maintaining our county facilities. We are proactively repairing, taking care of so that we don't end up with more expensive repairs down the line. Right now, we're continuing to oversee the 
renovations to the Champaign County Jail, known as the Pope Jail, used to be the satellite jail, but now that the downtown facility has closed, that is the only facility. We're also working on the move of county programs into County Plaza. That is the building that's across the street from the Champaign County Courthouse. Most of the county services that people use regularly are going to be moved into that building over the next few years. It's going to make it more accessible for all the people of Champaign County to access everything they need right there. Uh, the courthouse across the street from county building, bus lines right there, parking right there. It's going to make it a lot more central of a location for accessing everything that we need. Thank you for doing all of the things behind the scenes that, again, we don't realize are happening but are so vital to this community. Ellie, let's talk about the 4th District again. It is competitive, as is the 5th. I know both of you are very classy and you're not even going to disparage your competitors, but talk about why the 4th District needs to flip into the hands of Democrats, why it is so important in this election. Yeah, I mean, this is just a really critical time for our community and our county in particular, because we do have this $41 million in ARPA funding. We have a real opportunity right now to make a difference with those funds. And, you know, personally, I believe that the people of Champaign County really deserve to be represented by board members who do their research, who care about improving services and protections for all residents throughout the county. And I know that my fellow Democrats are doing that and will do that. So electing a strong Democratic majority will ensure this. I would also just mention that in District 4, Jenny and I are, as far as I know, the only candidates running who have received endorsements from Everytown for Gun Safety, as well as from AFSCME representing the union workers in our county. Jenny, would you like to weigh in on this of why the 4th would be an incredible district to flip and that it is absolutely doable and this would be a wonderful thing. Yeah, I would love to add that, again, bringing up the Community Violence Prevention Task Force, this is a committee that was represented by four Democrats and three Republicans from different districts across the county because gun violence does affect us all here in Champaign County. It's not just a Champaign or Urbana problem. So within the people on that committee, we were able to work together, collaborate, six yeses and one no for the funding that we had to allocate. And I want to be able to work on both sides of the aisle. I want to be able to cooperate with people from all areas of the county. And if there are people representing you who are not willing to cooperate, it's not really representing you, is it? It's representing their interests. It's not representing everyone's. Jenny, I'm so frustrated with non-presidential election year voter turnout, as we all are. Can you talk about how to increase voter turnout for a non-presidential election year? Yeah, you know, we've kind of seen some really heinous activity this year from the Supreme Court. And I know that that's energizing voters to get out and vote. And they're focusing on maybe some of the bigger races, but what happens locally informs what happens at the state level and the federal level. And so it's really important that as you feel that energy to get out and vote, you research every race on your ballot, you vote both sides of the ballot, and you take care of those local races too. And we have the opportunity to elect 
folks like Aaron Ammons, who as the county clerk and recorder now, he has modernized our county elections and did a lot of that out of grant money and saved Champaign County taxpayers over a million and a half dollars. And we have Steve Summers, who we mentioned before, and he's shown that he is somebody who can work with both sides, who can get things done in the interests of progressive parties and can get Champaign County residents what they need. Ellie, as Jenny mentioned, there are many ways to do it. Two of them are phone banks, lit drops. How and when can we get involved in not just necessarily your election, but in the county, in the state? What do you recommend we do? Well, the Champaign County Democrats, they organize all of the above, right? When, as we approach election season. So anybody who, even if you just have a couple hours here or there to volunteer, there are always opportunities to canvas, to phone bank, to pack lit or do more behind the scenes type of work for those who don't like knocking on strangers' doors or calling people up. In terms of our campaign for District 4, you can find both both Jenny and myself on Facebook, Jenny Lockshin for Champaign County Board, and I'm under Ellie Hanauer Friedman for Champaign County Board. And you can follow our pages. We are sharing our volunteer opportunities, and we expect to have more and more of those as we approach November 8th. This is the I have to ask question for both of you, and you each get a different question on this one. Jenny, I'm going to start with you. There are some egregious awful things that come out of the other side of the aisle in county board meetings for those of us who have watched them. What is your internal dialogue while they're saying these things? And do you have to force yourself to keep a straight face? And how do you not just come back at them with the same idiocy that they come at you with? I have a lot of practice dealing with tantrums as the parent of two children. So I have learned how to maintain my composure. It's hard when you listen to people repeating the same thing over and over that you know not to be true. And you have to, because of the rules of how county board works, let them speak when it is their turn to speak, not when they're yelling over people, but let them speak, raise your hands, And very gently remind them that these are the facts. This is what's happening. You have to be firm. It's just like parenting toddlers. Like I said, be firm and hold your ground and know that you're, you are right. You are such a diplomat. What a classy answer. Ellie, I have to ask if you would mind role-playing with me for a second. You are now on the county board and I am a constituent and I come at you a little aggressive And here's what I say to you. Let's role play. I'm really annoyed that people drive really fast down my street. So can you like get a speed bump in front of my house? It depends where you live, but speed bumps that may be a city of Champaign type of responsibility. It's not the type of thing that I as a county board member would have much control over. But yeah, I get it. I've got three kids. Sometimes they're outside playing and you really want people to slow down. 
So, you know, I would definitely call the city and let them know that there's a problem on your street and it might be possible to get some signs put up or change the speed limit. I have one more question for you since I'm your constituent. Why do you all keep sending Mike Madigan as like Speaker of the House? Now, I'm asking these questions because I've seen political figures get asked these questions and people don't know necessarily how the different parts of government work. How do you politely answer these types of questions that have nothing to do with what you're running for? I think it's important to explain the role of the county board and, you know, where our jurisdiction starts and ends. But it's also important. We're Yes, we're running as Democrats. That doesn't mean that every Democrat out there is somebody that we had a piece of control in putting them into office or supporting them. When I go into the ballot booth, I'm not going to blindly vote for somebody because they have a D or an R next to their name. If I know that somebody has not been a good representative, then they don't necessarily have my vote. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Jenny Lakshin and Ellie Hanauer-Friedman, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.